is in the house. It's that time again! Hollywood Life with Layla on Caliente Girls. Welcome, welcome everybody here in Caliente Girls Dash Radio. Layla, Layla Life. I'm really excited. Always have very interesting people. And next to me, I have my friend, Dr. Elena. So nice to be here, Layla. Elena, I'm really excited because, you know, a lot of people in LA have struggling about relationships. And they don't know how to act like me. They don't know when when to text the guy, how many times to text the guy, how to text the guy. If you propose to going out, if you not propose to going out, you don't know what to do. So the reason you're here is because I want you to teach me and teach all the girls in LA how to be feminine. And I know you mentioned how many seven women, seven but one seven women. But now that there's seven supposed to be the right, it's only one that's supposed to be the right one. So I want to let you all you be and explain to us, please. So I have a book out, thank you, that's called How to Be Feminine. It's on Amazon, Kindle, Barnard Noble, Target, Walmart, so you can get it. Um, so there is seven types of women, but only one is feminine, which we call the anchor woman. So the first masculine woman that looks feminine, but it's not feminine, is the bitch. And you know, sometimes bitch gets along with men better than someone who is a doormat like Wendy, because at least the bitch has a boundaries, but eventually they get tired of her because they can see through all her games. The second masculine woman that is out there is the gold digger. She's very good with the sugar daddy. She doesn't no. I think that was the most elegant. Oops. <laughs> yes. So there's lots of girl diggers. I call them the claw woman because they catch you with the claws. I tell them the, the vampires. They come, they suck your blood and go. <laughs> and a lot of masculine women get tricked by them. And, you know, 
Um, it happens, but they never give anything back. They just take, 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 and they're very good with sugar daddy. The other masculine woman is none. Nun is very loving and she's all about nature and God and she's very giving. However, she doesn't know how to receive. So it doesn't really work in a relationship. That happens a lot and I think that's why the relationship sometimes doesn't work. Yes. And and sometimes we get hurt and we become a nun because we are not really so much into sex. We are more into nature and God. So that happens too. You know, we all go through the stages True. in life when we get heartbroken and we become none for Ooh, a while that's why I'm single for a year because I just need to stop being that person so the, the fourth woman is the masculine woman which we are most of women these days because we have to work and provide and take care of kids and give 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 and then we don't know how to be feminine at home because the world is so masculine but we get worn out because We have to do so much and we never take time to deflower ourselves, to receive and to really nurture our feminine. So even though we all masculine at work, it is healthy for us to tune into the feminine energy when we're done with work. Otherwise, we're going to collapse. So that's the masculine woman. Okay. The uh, fifth woman is Wendy. Wendy is someone overgiving, overprotecting, overcherishing. Too much. Too, too much. much. Candy. And then when she can't take it anymore, she blows up. She's a doormat. And she says yes to everything and she doesn't know how to say no. And sometimes she gets herself sick because she's just always yes and overgiving and very kind. So be careful for the Wendy's. It's not healthy. Even bitch gets farther in life than Wendy's. I am a recovered Wendy. There's a great Ooh. book called The Wendy Dilemma, so you can I find out. I need to read your book and see which one is me. <laughs> I think we all have a little bit all of them, but I was primary Wendy. But there was a time in my life where you get fed up and you turn into bitch. Exactly. There was even a Oops. time in my life that I turned into a gold digger for a little What? bit because I had a guy that was overgiving to me. <laughs> Then I turned into none because I didn't want to be hurt again, obviously. And, and then there is the last one, it's the cougar. So the cougar. Okay, the cougar. Which one is a, who is a cougar? Cougar is also masculine. She likes to have a toy boy, but she brings all the money. So those are the six masculine women. Wait, that means the girl pay? Yes. Oh, it happens to me many times. <laughs> Maybe because I, I, I they had guys and I don't care and I pay. <laughs> well, that's more masculine. Cougar, cougar, <laughs> cougar is more women that wants a young toy boy. But masculine, masculine women pay. So when you're in your masculine energy, you don't know how to say no and you pay. So that's being masculine. Yeah. And then there is the feminine woman, the anchor woman. She knows how to receive. She knows how to say no. She sets up healthy boundaries. And she takes care of herself first before she gets... Oh, my God. So which one is the one you said you're supposed to be the feminine woman? So the feminine woman is the one that That's the name, feminine woman. Feminine woman, and we call her anchor woman because she's anchored. She is not a bitch, but she's a little bit of cunt because you don't know how she does it. She's very, sometimes she says yes, sometimes she says no, sometimes she's available, sometimes she's a little mysterious. She's very hard to catch, but she's also available and she's very respectful. She doesn't play games, but she puts herself first. Okay, give me an example because I'm interested to learn to be a feminine What would be the, because we're going to continue this in the next shows, but what would like a tip to start to be feminine and 
we start taking action. What will be? So feminine woman knows how to say no because the first word you learn as a baby is no. So you say no anytime you feel like it. She doesn't nag and bitch and moan and preach and teach, but she's respectful, but she will set her boundaries. If she doesn't want to do something, she's going to say so. So she's not so afraid to let's speak say up. the guy texts me and say, hey, you want to go to the football game? Oh, I hate that. So I say, oh, honey, I'm sorry, but I have to go to church. That's what I say. <laughs> church? Church. To oh, church. to the church. church. You say, thank you so much. I would have loved to come with you. That is so amazing that you're thinking about me, but I already have plans to go to church, but I would love to go next time if you let me know ahead. Wink. Okay. <laughs> so you never tell the guy you don't like to do that, but you put the nice excuse so you don't look bad, but you still like, like make it... He thinks that you like it, but you really don't like it. Yeah, you don't necessarily like have that. to say it on a first time. In the future, you said, look, honey, you like the game. Go to the game. I'm going to go out with my girls. And why don't we do something fun that we both enjoy later? Well, that's later when you know someone else. One more question. What's happening when, when, the, when the guy starts going out with you and you know that he's not that serious to you, but you're not sure? And the guy doesn't really propose so serious things to go out but they still call you every day it's very confusing how do you know when the guy is serious with you or when the guy is just trying to sleep with you um question mark please tell me this <laughs> well a guy who is serious will make sure to make plans he's not just gonna put you in a doghouse and check on you and text you all the time he will call you he will court you he will take you out and he will he make will you... He will coordinate before or he will coordinate the last yes, minute? Yes, he will... What's happening if they coordinate the last minute? They still like... Even they call you every day. They still like the uh, right If guy? they always coordinate last minute, they're more feminine. They don't care about your feelings. It's all about theirs. Ooh. Masculine man plan. Punch punch. <laughs> it doesn't mean you never can go out last minute, but if it's all the time last minute, then you need to set yourself boundaries. Thank you so much. I appreciate you're so spontaneous. That's so sweet of you. But I am kind of busy, so if you could let me know a day or two ahead, that would be amazing because I would really love to go out with you. What do you think? I like <laughs> it. Okay, I, 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 you know, good. This is going to be great sex months for me because I need to learn a lot. Always, Elena. You know, one of the things I, I have to to tell people about you is you have the most interesting um, uh, clinics where you can fix people's brains. Can you explain to me? Because maybe I don't say the right words. Yes. So we have a wellness beauty aesthetic clinic in Beverly Hills. It's called the Eustache Institute, just like my name. You can find it on eustacheinstitute.com. And one of the things we do there is brain training that's called neurofeedback. We train your neurons back to the balance. So it's like a fitness to the brain. So oh, I see. You train your body, but you don't train your brain. And just because you physically don't see the brain bleeding, it doesn't mean that you don't have stuff that needs to be cleaned up. You go to dentist, but this is running everything in your body. So you come to us and we do a brain map and we see where your brain is at. And then by sound, we train it back to balance. It's non-invasive. We do even pregnant women and little children. So anybody from anxiety, stress, depression, grief, loss, headaches, migraines, head injuries, PTSD, Alzheimer's, dementia, everything is in the brain. So once you tune the brain, you have a happy life. How often you can do this machine? 
So you come for the brain map and we will determine how many sessions you need, just like dentist sees your teeth on I an x-ray. So that will tell you, hey, you need five sessions, 10 sessions, 20 sessions. It depends on the case. And each session is half an hour and you can do more than one session a day. Usually people come two, three times a week if they want to fix it fast. If they're out of town, they could do it even daily. If you want to take your time, you can come once a week. There's really no harm to do it as fast as you want. No, and also you have this other machine that's my favorite when I go, the Optis. Hyperbaric oxygen, yeah. Oh, so it's I the, love that one. <laughs> it's the fountain of youth. So if you want your telemeters to be 25 years younger and you want to live 25% longer and you have any bodily injuries, your immunity is down, you have inflammation, post-COVID problems with lungs, post-surgery, there's nothing better than hyperbaric oxygen. Or you're, you have a hangover, or you're tired, or something is coming up, your immunity is down, we all need more oxygen. Especially for the COVID, it helps so much. Yes, because the COVID is all inflammation, so when you go in the chamber, it detox all the inflammation, so yeah. you can feel healthy and breathe. What the other one does, the one you put the pants, the blue pants? Also, it's a lymphatic drainage massage, and your body is like a vacuum cleaner. We, we take all the toxins, heavy metal, inflammation out of you. We speed up the lymphatic system. We clean your liver and kidneys so you have more energy and retaining water and inflammation. A lot of athletes like to use it for inflammation. And also, you know, we eat stuff that we are allergic to, gluten, dairy, meat. So that bloated belly goes down and you can do your arms too, your upper body. It's absolutely fantastic. It's weird because when you put it in the pants, later you're so tired. It's kind of like your body was exhausted. Yes. Right? Yes. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I really like it. Bueno, uh, Elena, thank you so much. We're going to continue here with you. More shows. Thanks, God. You're coming here with us and teaching us. Learning how to take care of our brain and our body. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. My thank pleasure. Thank you, Elena. Give your Instagram before we go. So, for the Instagram is Eustache Institute, like Mustache, E-U-S-T-A-C-H-E Institute. On Instagram, on TikTok, or the website is eustacheinstitute.com. E-U-S-T-A-C-H-E Institute.com. Thank you so much. And bueno, guys, we continue here in Lily Life. Flow presents taking you all the way back with the old school blast from the past. Drop it. Sit there.
Today I have the privilege and honor, and I'm so excited because you all have been listening to her music over the last year or so. I have Sniffles. Yay, hi. Oh I'm my so God, excited girl. to be here. Thank Are you, you really? for having you. me. Let me touch you. Let me touch yes. you. I'm touching her. She gave me permission. I'm real. I'm not just an internet AI. Girl, what is going on? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm great. I'm so happy to be here in LA, you know. Long travel, long long flight, but I'm here. I made it. You made it. Now, <laughs> yeah. is this your first time flying across to California? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was I'm it, are we? It was... are, is California? I'm like, are we? Are we what you expected? <laughs> um. Yeah. I I didn't expect the plane ride to be as bad as it was, oh. but like now that I'm here, it feels good. It good. definitely feels good. I'm excited. Good. I'm so happy you're here. Um, one of the things that I have to say is when. I don't remember exactly how it happened. It was, it, it seems maybe even longer than two years ago, but they played your song and I loved it. <laughs> and then flow, like sometimes me and him have the same, we, we go down the same path. I'll like somebody and I go, hey, he was here. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. vice versa, or I'll, or I'll play and I'll promote and then I'll tag him. I'm like, oh, I like her. You know, yeah. and then if he likes it, He'll replay it or he'll post it or he'll mm-hmm. look in, you know, but I, I've been seeing him creeping on your stuff, yeah, you know what I mean? I and then he posts your stuff. That's a big deal. Yeah, I really appreciate it. It's a it. very big deal. I mean, Flo is old school. I mean, <laughs> old school Long Beach. I mean, he did Ghost Beats for Death Records, that's you know, awesome. the record label. So, yeah. and that's a big deal. So, um, he's not here, but he's going to hear the recording. Sure so, you can say hello. Energy. hello. Hi, Flo. Hi, we love, love you. you. <laughs> right? So, what... What got you into music? I mean, everybody has their thing, but Mm -hmm. what brought you to music? Well, what really brought me to music, I've always loved to sing, like sing long, karaoke, stuff like that. But it really just got to a point in my life where I was just super emotional and I just didn't know how to let it out. You know, it's basically became my therapy. I just started writing in a journal and just singing covers and things like that. And it just grew into something that I'm so blessed to have, you know. You know, oh, now that you mentioned that, so sorry here, <laughs> that you mentioned that because that is one of the songs I heard you was like a, a sad song. Mm-hmm. And, and it touched me because 
during that time, I don't know if it was like the collective feelings. Everybody was going through some really deep emotional and your song was just so touching. Thank you. And then it even went together with your name. <laughs> yeah. That's, you had a little cartoon, a really cute little yeah, like emoji. Like, like cry baby girl. Yes. Yeah, that's why my name is Sniffles because it's know. like sad girl energy, like cry baby. It was, but you don't seem like that now. You seem no, so like, like a ball of light. You know, you're like thanks. a ball of joy. I kind of think it's more of like a healing experience, uh-huh. you know, like I write it out and I just kind of let it out through there because I'm not always, you know, it's hard to talk about your feelings, but For some reason, when it comes to music, it just comes really naturally to me. Mm -hmm. And I just let it all out. And so I just keep going from there. Good. Well, I am glad that you use the tools to write it down because I know a few people and myself, you know, growing up. um, But another artist I know, her family member passed away, you know, and I just was so afraid, you know, because, you know, we all have our trials and tribulations in life. And I got close to her at one time and so I just like write write yeah. I love you you know I wanted her to know I loved her, her you know because I lost my father too a couple years ago and she just reads I'm um, just like write write you yeah. know and a lot of things come out of that because that's part of evolving as an adult to transmute your energy but into your craft definitely because yeah. it's so pretty I mean it, it really resonated with me so I just wanted Thank to get that you. part out okay yeah 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 <laughs> so what have you been doing after? Like, what got you? You got your song, you wrote it down, and then you start singing. And then what, what went from there? How did you proceed? I with just that? really started like posting stuff on Instagram and on SoundCloud. This was during mm-hmm. like the SoundCloud era when we had Lil Pump, Juice World, X, all of these artists that were blowing up on SoundCloud. And I live in South Florida, so I oh, grew yeah. up around. You know that I feel like that's where the hype really was coming. A lot of the shows in the underground scene in South Florida and. I was posting things on Instagram and I would just be friends with people who were kind of involved in a lot of these shows and people would just reach out to me to me on Instagram so random they're like hey I have a show next week do you want to perform what? like I like I like the music you put on SoundCloud and I was like really I didn't know what I was doing I'm like sure let's go I'm like 16 wow, years old just amazing. performing at like all yeah. these local shows I just keep going from there and just meeting more people you know networking so you took advantage of that yeah really like it just it was more like I just post and people just gravitate towards it and I just keep going. And luckily I'm blessed to live in a place like South Florida where it's constantly growing and evolving and there's so many events and like things to nourish the creatives, you mm-hmm. know? That's nice. And so do you play music or, or you, you know, do you know how to play no. instruments? So what got you, how did you get that one step? Like to, if, to like the beats? Uh-huh. Yeah, so I was posting covers on Instagram, just random songs that I would just sing over. And then my friend Anthony sent me a beat. He goes, please, just write something. Like, try. Your voice is so beautiful. I know you can do it. And then we ended up, like, we met up. We wrote this one song, and we posted it on SoundCloud. That was the first song I ever dropped, and it got 90,000 plays on SoundCloud. And I was walking around school, and people were, like, singing it, and that was just such a crazy moment. What What did you feel when you heard people singing your song? I was in the bathroom, and I just hear a girl singing it that I've, like, never met before. And I was like... It was was crazy. And I mean, it didn't really like, it wasn't like I blew up from there, you know, but it was like that really gave me the drive to want to keep pushing and keep working. And I'm like, obviously there's a reason why people like are inspired by it and Mm -hmm. they want to sing my songs. Like it must be good. You are on your path. You're in the flow because 
what is coming out of you and you're expressing to me tells me that this is it. This is you. Yeah. And you're manifesting this. Definitely. That's a really big thing for me. Law of attraction, manifestation. And the vibrational. Huge. It and starts with the law of vibration. Yeah, yeah. Everyone that I've met, like, it's crazy. I've been in places in, in Miami and I'm like, I want to meet this person. And then the next week someone DMs me on Instagram. Hey, we're going here and here tonight. Like, they're going to be there. And then it Girl. just happens, you know? You just have to really have a clear mind and just attract, manifest. I'm like. telling you because I was telling Flo, um, Floyd um, that he, when he was coming, because I had never met him, I just, I came across his music and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like high class EDM. Like, mm-hmm. this, and he's international. He like, sings all these songs and he's from Long Beach, like my neck of the school. And I told him, like, I'm going to have Sniffles on there too. You know, maybe you guys can meet and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I always like to push for collaboration because yeah. that's my thing. I love promoting and I love just... the universe provides me stuff and I just go with it. I don't ask why. I don't say why. And then he goes, I like her stuff. And he, he named, um, retrograde and he named another one. I can't remember, but he said those touched him. And he said that he wanted to collab with you. He'd be interested in it. And, um, so that's very exciting because you know he's been working. If you, you heard his music, it's really good. But he always yeah, like, started really using cool EDM stuff. But that's that's the thing. That's the festival thing is being yeah. a, a guest singer on someone who produces. Yeah, definitely. That's what I love. Like I want to get more into that and just like discovering new things in music. Because I recently went to my first rave and I loved it. I never I never went to a rave or anything like that. I don't really listen to that kind of music, but. The vibes there were so good, and I was like, "Wow, I might make an EDM song now." <laughs> well, you're you're going to now with with Floyd, yeah. so I mean, I, I'm excited about that. And he loved coming in here, and we and he's also like on the path of the manifestation thing mm-hmm. and evolving, and you know, working on you know how we all work on our shadow. Like you worked on your, it was like natural for you. You just took it, you know, because people have to go to counseling for that, and you did that and turned yeah. it around, and you attracted like mice and they were looking and they found you so where did it go from there after that like yeah like honestly the way that I've met like all the people in my life it's all super natural and just like so amazing um my producer Martin that I've been working with a lot he helps me like do everything pretty much like we go in the studio at his house and he'll make a beat specifically for me and he really helped me. Like, he's big in the Latin industry. I don't mm. make Spanish music. Mm-hmm. So, no he reggaeton kind of, for you. No. He, <laughs> <laughs> I have like some Spanglish in the like project that's yeah. coming up, but it's not really like mm-hmm. what I'm going for. But he just like pushed me and we worked together. And he's like, come on. He's more on the industry side. He's more of yeah. an industry person. Yeah. So, and you need he's that kind of been guiding artist. me. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, we need to do this this way. Like, you need to just keep working. I see the vision. I see the vision. And that's so important, like, to have supportive people around yes. you, definitely. And see you as, like, the potential. Because, I, like, I was telling Floyd earlier when I was, like, getting in the industry and I had a couple artists come in. Like, oh, I want you to manage me. And I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I got into it and I thrown in. And one of the things I learned is uh, I have a friend. He's He was with Sony. And he I told him about I go, hey, can you hear my friend sing, you know, and give me advice. And he grabbed me and goes, I want to tell you this. There's hundreds of very talented people and not many want to do the work. And so I learned from there those couple years that, mm-hmm. you know, there, you can push it. And one time one girl got her song on the radio here and that was it. She didn't want to do any more work. And I was yeah. just like, no, girl, we, we got to keep going. We're not done. That's 
communication. That's not it. Yeah. You have to work even more because someone's hurt you. Now they want to see all of you. Yeah. And you're not even done, you know. And she could whip out songs too, but she was done. And that's her thing. That's great. But that's not my thing. Our job yeah. is done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, it's okay. never done. No. We can't, we can't hang out anymore. I'm like, honey, I don't <laughs> hang out. I go to your gigs to help you, support you. Yeah, to help you I grow. Go, but, you know, people are like, oh, you got the life of the party. No, I'm there networking. Yeah, I might dance. But I'm supporting my DJs who yeah. are your producers, you know what I mean? And that's when I do my Jane Fonda, but <laughs> I would say that. But it's just, it's true, you know what I mean? I do, yeah. if you do what you love, you know, everything else just makes sense. Yeah. You know, definitely. and so I heard you have a couple, I, I was going through your Instagram, you had some yeah. great songs and collabs. I love it, it's cute. And you had all your friends singing and everything. Yeah. That was great. What, what 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 do you see yourself in the next five years doing? Because you're doing, real quick, let me answer it. She's going to be at the Santa Monica. I know when this probably goes out, but people heard live and on my YouTube. She'll be at the Santa Monica 420. It's a, it's a um, uh, uh, what is it, Silent Rave. Yeah. Yes, they, we love those because we can have all the DJs playing. And yeah. then I love switching back and forth. <laughs> and it has a half mile radius. Of that. That's amazing. Yeah. But um, you're going to be performing there tomorrow. So that's so people can know. And the link to her to get tickets, she has a link. She has a in my bio. Yes, and that's Sniffles. Can you tell people that yes. I got people like at Sniffles S N I F F L E Z at the end. Yes, very simple. Mm-hmm. So you can go and see her perform tomorrow live, yeah. and she's only in Cali for a few days, and she'll be back to Florida. But <laughs> what is your goals? Like you're performing now, going to do your first like you know disco, yeah. but in you know whatever. But <laughs> what what's your goals from there? My goals is to just keep growing, keep building. I mean, eventually I want to be on the posters when I'm driving down like Hollywood Boulevard and all this. That's the goal, you know. Just keep working and to just share like my message. I want people to be able to relate to my music, mm-hmm. like. I want to literally be in a stadium where people are crying to my songs to me. Oh, like that's, that's that's just amazing. a full circle moment like that yeah. I just need to experience. Like I've seen that happen for other artists and I think that's beautiful to be have people come up to you and tell you like you saved my life, like I can relate to you, you made me feel something. Like that's so important to me. So that's where you resonate just with the passion and feelings yeah, and understanding like, and you express that through your own experiences. I mean, is it going to take another heartbreak to to have that Hopefully happen. Not, no, 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 I think I've had enough pain. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just not know. You know what I mean? Because I got a couple F boys I can send you. No. <laughs> They're great for transmitting that energy. Yeah, no, not you at know, all. Honestly, there's there's heartbreak in everything. Like right? I, for me, it's not even always like a boy. It's right? like That's friendships, true. like seeing sad something sad happen in to the world. people around me, like people passing away, like all oh. of that's just like very. Like just you life, know, in, life general. in general, just every moment, you know, mm-hmm. the good and the bad, like that's what inspires me always. So what are you working on now? Like, are you working on any particular, yeah. any, any goals? I'm going to, I'm going to drop an album in the next few months called <gasps> dopamine. So ah, I'm in the works, you know, which goes gonna, right there with the chemical in yeah. the brain. Yeah, exactly. So the project's basically about like, it's a rush of the highs and lows of like your emotions and just different experiences I had in life. Like some of it's rock, some of it's dancey, some of it's slow, like retrograde, the old Mm -hmm. stuff, like going back to just really like raw emotions. I just want to put that out there. I love that. I love listening to your music. It's so easy to listen, you know, and sometimes it kind of sparks up a little motion in me. Like, (laughs) you know, like it's like someone who's singing can relate. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, someone who understands how I feel. So that's, I don't know. I I don't just resonate towards everybody, 
but when it affects me, then I'm like, okay, you got my attention. Aww, like, what's going you. on? Let me check out this girl. And I'm like, oh, I love her. And then when I see that he's putting that, he, I did my um, two-minute quickie on the show. And then <laughs> you were right. Like, I think you played right before my show. I'm like, yeah. I'm so happy. I'm like, oh. I love that. Because he always put a song after, but he put you above my my segment. And I was like, oh. Thank you, Flo. I know. Flo's the best. He really is. thank you. You're the best for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I'm so glad you made it. And thanks to Carmen here at Dash Dash Radio Studios. um, Took the time and and let us do this. So um, I'm just so glad. So when you go back to Florida... What are you expecting to take from this journey here to California? I really just want to experience like new energy, new things, like be inspired. That's mm-hmm. really what I came here for. I was like, I just want to see what's up, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are so nice here to play my stuff at Dash Radio. That was like a big thing for On me. I'm like, you know what? Show. I want to like mm-hmm. come show face and like meet these people who are like so kind to me and mm-hmm. just experience. Like, I didn't know the Santa, Mon- Santa Monica Pier show was going to happen until like a week ago or something and I'm just like I just want to keep seeing what happens you know I was kind of sad for like a little and I randomly like booked this on a whim and I'm like we're just gonna go see where life takes us (laughs) that's amazing and you know we can look into what else I have so many things going on and I would love to participate have you participate or just you know get in there but I am so glad that you were able to make it to the studio because to me like you're across the states I mean we have people locally Mm-hmm. You know that don't get on. You know what I mean, and yeah. and I I throw a lot of songs to flow. You know a lot of different things, and um, it's nice to see when when he find when we have the same likes. Yeah. I love that because then I know I'm on the right path, and and you're wonderful. So, is there any any special collaboration with any t- type of artist that you're maybe wanting to project out there? have a, a list on my phone well, <laughs> of things. Well, who's on the top of your head? I mean, just Who's saying. on the top of my list? Um, hmm, that's hard. If we're talking about, like, rappers, maybe Trippy Red, I would say, is on the top of my list. He's just, like, just so good. I love him. And then, as far as singers, maybe, like, Billie Eilish. I, I feel like that would be, like, nice. the most beautiful thing ever. That's really hard, but... <laughs> no, nothing's impossible. Big, you know? Nothing's you impossible. Because I uh, knew she's represented by a certain um, producer, and he also represents um, 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 Mero, and he and I was surprised that they were the same producer stuff. So you know, you just never know. Yeah, you never know. You never know, and then you know, you never know who listens to the show too. Because yeah. we're on all platforms. This is the Caliente Girl Show, <laughs> but we're on like all like you know, and it's there forever. That's what's so good about yeah, it. Yeah, I love so that. So tell our audience listeners um, how they can reach you, like other platforms, yes. and what where what to type in. So you can find me on all platforms. Sniffles S N I F F L E Z. That's pretty much it. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, all that good stuff. You can find me there. Okay, so that your main one is like Instagram if they want to know. Like I would the say Instagram. Yeah, that's the one I'm the most active on. And like I have a little TikTok there and then. Wonderful. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for coming. Is there anything else you'd like to say or tell us at all? No, that's it. I'm so glad. Oh, thank you for having me. I know. I'm so glad. I'm so when happy. I heard you were coming because... I tell a lot of artists that are out, and I and I it, I've been getting a lot from out of the country, mm-hmm. and um and a lot from New York. And I say, hey, if you ever come into town, tell me you're I'm down to interview you, you know. Yeah. And 
I have to say, out of the few couple years, you're the first one that actually said, "I'm coming." I'm here. I'm yeah, I'm coming. Gotta home. make it happen. Definitely. Is there? Would you like to sing a little bit on this? Or, or you, anything that you'd want to like just throw out there, like a little sound I bite? Mean, a little. Oh, can I like play it on my phone? Yeah, you can. You can play the music. Or are you gonna sing with it though? Um, I can, yeah. Yeah, please. <laughs> so um, I have a song that I'm going to drop called Medicated on the project Dopamine. And it's just about like, okay, you'll hear it in the lyrics. So it's like, devil, look me in my eyes. I lost sight and I went blind. I was doing too much. I regret it. Never felt a love like this But then your mind games kicked in And I went missing Never thought I could go missing Never thought I'd fall for the tricks Turns out life's such a I don't know if I can curse <laughs> Every time I'm down is some Nobody wants you to win So I stay medicated If I'm high maybe I won't be frustrated Dissociating, I lost my patience. I'm so sorry, I'm not sorry. Act like I'm the drama queen. I'm so sorry, I'm not sorry. At some point, gotta let it be. When I roll up, I feel a little better. Whenever I smoke up, I get out of my head, yeah. I like they don't know us, but I know what they're saying. Every time I show up, they're so intimidated. <laughs> Yeah, like this project, I feel like is a big smoke joint in the car, like mm -hmm. type of vibe. Like I that's the way it is because yeah. honestly, when I'm at the beach all the time, I don't know how many cars pull up and they're just sitting there rolling it up. Yeah, <laughs> like that's just that's just the vibes. And you just know some of those are just there, brokenhearted. Yeah, or when you're just, just like life. overthinking or like something bad happens, I feel like that's such a thing for me. I just sit there in my car and I'm like. Let me roll up. I'll feel like just pause, you know, mm -hmm. in that moment, everything around you kind of just gets silent. You're just focusing on one thing. Like, yeah, that feeling is so good to me. Yeah. You go back <laughs> down to just breathe. Yeah. You know, breathe. You're like, okay. okay, peace. I'm going to smoke this joint right now. Yes. I feel a little better. <laughs> yes. Hence, I smoke two joints in the morning <laughs> and smoke two joints in my car. But I'm not driving. I'm just parked and I live right next door and I'm walking out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I want to thank you so much for coming. Okay. This is Kitty with Sniffles, and you are listening to us on the Kylie and Thick Girls. And thank you so much. Have a great day. Woo! Fine women, lit dudes. Turn it up. The hottest urban and Latin mixes. I spent way too many moments, late nights, thinking about romance. I'll talk, you never seem to know. Past
She's so fine. Destiny Marie is about to grace the mic. Now get up. On Caliente Girls. Hey guys, it's your girl Destiny Marie here on Caliente Girls at Dash Radio. Today I'm with AO Sketch. Yo, yo, what's good, man? It's AO Sketch, aka Lil Sketch, though. All right, now I know that you you came out here from Boston. You said in 2015. Yeah, a minute ago. Yeah. Um, how do you like it out here in LA? Still here. Okay, what does that mean though? Because that's all of us. <laughs> We're still going day by day. Um, nah, it's blessed, man. You know, God been blessing me. Been looking out, making sure I'm safe. I'm eating good. You know, living good. You know, music, music going good. You know what I'm saying? For someone that's completely unsigned, so you know what I mean. Definitely, definitely blessed. <laughs> okay, so your name is Ao Sketch. Yep. What made you stick with that? Yeah, I actually got the name Sketch when I was like young as hell, maybe like 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. One of my homies gave me that, gave me the name because like I used to like, I used to draw a lot. I used to draw like anime, like hella good. Like I could draw like Dragon Ball Z, perfect. So, I, and then like I got into graffiti a little bit, but like then like, you know, a couple of homies got in trouble, so I started with that. But yeah, nah, I've always been real artistic and all that. I don't know. The homie just gave me uh, the nickname. Yeah, that's Sketch, that's Sketch, 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 Sketch. And I was like 12, 13, you know, stuck mm-hmm. with it, shot my boy Kyle. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what kind of artist would you say that you are? How would you describe yourself? I'm all over the place. Uh-huh. So like, if you listen to my catalog, it's like real all over the place. Like you might catch where it's like some boom bat rap. Or people be like, oh, damn, he sound good on track with Joey Bad or, you know, J. Cole or somebody like that. But then, or Cordae or whatever. But then you'll see me on some real, like, you know, some new gen where I'm jumping on hyper pop beats. It's real melodic. You know what I mean? Still, still lyrical, but like real different sounds all over the place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to make sure that when I jump on, uh, when I do my melodic, that I really like hit the notes properly. And make it sound catchy because like I be hearing a lot of people jump on auto tune and like the notes be cracking and they don't be singing it right and like I just take real like focus on making sure that I sing right like even on and off in the studio like I can still sing it like on point whether there's effects on my voice or not you feel me getting into DJ Charisma the yep. single that you had with her no reception oh yeah shout out to Charisma man for uh how were you dropping- feeling how long did it take you to make that song and how were you feeling when I made no reception, um, when I made no reception in the hills, like I was, it was a long time ago. Like the song dropped like way after I recorded it. Like it, it, it was like I was really going out a lot. I was hosting a lot of parties. You know, I was throwing crazy parties on Melrose. You know, at my boy's crib and all that. He he blew up as an artist too. My my boy smiles. He used to go by Jack Bruno, but we used to be at his crib on Melrose, just throwing mad parties. Like all the lit SoundCloud artists before they popped off. Like we'd all be there. You know, turn. It was um on Gen- right off Genesee and Melrose. Like, that was, like, you know, no jumper be pulling up. Like, okay. you know. Craziest party that you've thrown? That I've thrown was definitely around those times. Okay. Like, like during those times, it was, cra- it was It was a different energy. Like, it was just more carefree. Like, it wasn't really clout-driven, like, as those much. Parties? Yeah, like, in 2017 and, you know, 2018, like, it was totally different. Like, like... Like, all this clout, it wasn't really mainstream like that yet. So, like, it, it was, like, if you knew, you knew if you was in the loop. So, if I went <laughs> to one of your parties, what would I see or have been expecting? I mean, I don't really throw parties like that as much anymore. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, it was wild. Like, like shout out to my boy, Chucky Fresh. RP used to work at Dash Radio. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He, he got me plugged in here, like, years ago. But me and Chucky would go to um, 
We'll go to Smiles Crib, Jack Bruno Crib, you know, right on Genesee Melrose. Like, I, I, I threw a music video there one time, and I we was posting on Instagram. Yeah, da 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 da. There's flyers going everywhere. I don't know where these flyers are coming from, but, bro, there was, like, literally, like, 500 people in there. Like, like they, um, um, different celebrity random people giving me Henny bottles. And what's that dude's name? The dude from, um, the Disney Channel. Um, he was on Corey. Kyle Macy handed me, um, a Henny bottle in the pool. Like, you gotta keep in mind, I'm just now, like, coming to LA. I'm, I'm not used to none of this now. I'm used to it now, but, like. Back okay. then, back then it was crazy, like hella chicks everywhere. Like, like, bro, there was there was uh girls on this um little lineup thing. The dude was body painting the chicks. Like, it was crazy. Like everything was free. Food, catering, okay. catering popped out of thin okay, air. Okay, so you guys were having a, a great time. I don't know where all this so shit coming out. Crazy. What made you feel like being an artist is what you wanted to do. What would you say your purpose is as an artist? Yeah, my purpose as an artist is basically to um, make a pathway for for you know the the people out there that just that just need some hope because like you know the bigger I get, I feel like the bigger I get, the more the more opportunities come from not just me but the people around me because I'm not selfish with my blessings. You know, like like God bless me to bless others. So. You know, if there's anything I, I could do to help my people out or someone that deserves it, like, and it doesn't break my back to do it, you know, mm-hmm. I'll definitely, I'll definitely do it for them. So it's like, I just feel like my purpose basically is just to show people that they can do it. Um, they don't need, you know, people blocking them. There's a lot of gatekeeper out here. Oh, you can't do it. Cause I said so. And I know this person that none of that matters. As long as you got the energy, as long as you got the will, you stay prayed up, you stay focused, you can break through any door. You know what I'm saying? With or without whoever. You feel me? Okay. Mm-hmm. What would you say your biggest tribulation would be in life? Hmm. Man, that's a deep question. <laughs> that's real deep because it's, it's, it's a lot. Um, just understanding that... Uh, that you know life is real sensitive you know it's not permanent and what you do in this life you know you got to just make the most out of it the best out of it and use your time wisely so okay and then know. if you have one artist on your album right now who's not on your album who would it be hmm hmm that's a good any artist at all mm-hmm. mm. dead or alive hmm I think I'm about to say something like off the wall. Maybe think Goldfinger. Okay. Rock band. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. not too big in rock, so I'm just gonna say okay. And then I'm Ninety-nine red balloons. You don't know that song? It's a big song. It's, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I'm a big. I'm a big rock <laughs> fan too. Okay. Yeah. And then before we get out of here, what's your favorite verse in your album? Favorite verse in my album. Mm-hmm. I'm different freestyle. Okay. Go look that up. Freestyle it for me. It's long, but if you or want. a little small little clip and then give us your credentials. Ooh, wait. They know I'm different. I came from the bottom. I claim my position. Ayo sketches with the game has been missing. All independent. I'm the definition. My verses is murder. They go for commission. Melodics hooks. I got you hooked like I'm fishing. I drip like the faucet. You cleaning the dishes. Shorty y'all on me. She told all the 
but I don't chase hoes cause I'm here for the riches. God over everything, Lord is my witness. The devil be trying to tempt me with the business, but I can never sell my soul for some spinach. Bout to go ice my teeth out in my dentist. Underground king, land low with the tenants. Coming up right now, I feel like the littest. They didn't believe I would complete the mission. But it's alright cause I know they ain't have to. Back to the money, shorty bring the bag. She got a bag and I know that she bad. Through some of her friends just do coke in the bathroom. I be in the hills out in Beverly. I'm in places where they told me I would never be. Getting way more money, blowing better weed. I'm in the game and my energy gon' never leave. I'm out. Hey, and let them know where they <laughs> can find you at, at your sketch. Yeah, find, uh, find me on all platforms, man. A-O sketch, man. A-Y-O-S-K-3-T-C-H. And it's Destiny Marie here on Caliente Girls, and we are out. I said I was in the trenches, posted in the benches. Now they acting thirsty and homie acting quenching. I'm like, where was you at? Aye, where was you at? Whoa, whoa. They see we coming up now. Now they wanna come round. Come up in my face every time they get in shot down. I'm like, where was you at? Aye, where was you at? Up in that brand new land, make a mad now. I said, I'm you, same bull to the bag now. I said, I don't even talk if it ain't cash now. Ay. Light years on you, and it's moving fast now. Ay, whoa, whoa. I told you that we wasn't playing, that we was going super saying. You didn't believe anything I was saying. Ay, whoa, you thought I was kidding. You didn't believe in my vision. And now you so salty, we winning. Night sleeping hungry on my friends couch Remember days that I didn't have a damn house But we young cause I soldiered on my plans out Said we young cause I soldiered on my plans out I was in the trenches, I was in the benches Now they acting thirsty and homie acting quenching I'm like where was you at? Ay, where was you at? some new pants or when i was hungry and i couldn't get no food stamps now these niggas hating cause i'm running with a new camp wanna talk to me then hit up dan and i need two bands they didn't believe we would make it they see me they could control it deep in their faces i know that they hate it I, uh, we had a right up to the top now we ride two seaters with the top down this is all moving nobody can stop now Said I dress super flex cause it reminds me Back when I was broke and a time that was grimy Had to watch my back every step, look behind me Now I'm coming up and you will never outshine me
bag of balloons with the money we got set them free at the break of dawn till one by one they were gone back at base bugs in the software flash the message something's out there floating in the summer sky 99 red balloons go
right, you're on the Caliente Show Dash Radio, Los Angeles, California, out here at the Hollywood Station, right on Hollywood Boulevard. I got this new um, person up in here. Um, tell everybody what your name is. Hi, my name is Tajane, but I go by Taz because I like it better. Okay, Taz or Taz? Mm-hmm, like Manian Devil. Okay, cool. So what is it that you do? Well... I am a waitress at night. I'm an actress and an avid lover of life. Okay, so you you, you do acting? I do, but I think that's most people in L.A., right? Uh, for the majority. <laughs> you got, like, headshots and all that stuff. All that good stuff. stuff. I got a headshot photo shoot tomorrow. Okay, and where are you waitress at? Third base. What's that? Uh, it's a luxury sports bar right along Coenga Boulevard, the other boulevard of Hollywood. And yeah, we serve margaritas and looks and good times. Okay. What do you say looks? Looks? As in, as in face. We serve looks. Oh, okay. All okay. the girls okay, so you're like are a, bad. Like a Hooters? Mm, I would say we're a bit classier than that. Okay. We're a little bit we're a little bit more expensive than that. So that means you're classy, <laughs> you don't show the assy? I would say you can see the shape, but not the whole booty. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. You, you know, we got to leave a little something to imagination. Okay, so so so, um, what would make me want to come up in there and get something then? Because Hooters has a as has an angle. So what's y'all's angle to get guys up in there? We got sports. Mm-hmm. All the servers got big ass titties. Okay. We got shots. Okay. We got a DJ, and we got a good time. Okay. And we do brunch and chicken and waffles on Sundays. Okay. <laughs> Now, big ass, now big ass titties, you said, is kind of like, you know, that's a, 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 to the imagination of the person, right? It's because all the girls. Why are you hiding your titties, man? All the girls. Because okay. all the other girls got their boobs done, okay. and I never had no work um, because, done. Yeah, and they all got the double, did, double DDs. Okay, because and I'm you, you, you look like you got some C minuses <laughs> over there. So I'm just like, Offensive. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, you see cool with fit your body. Okay, so, um, so what kind of acting do you do? Well, I do mostly commercial acting. Mm-hmm. I want to push into like theatrical, but I would say my dream acting would be like a sitcom. I'm a just sitcom. A, yeah, I'm just such a silly person. Like I like the storyline that goes with it. Like I know everyone's like I want to be a movie star, but I'm like sitcoms are the things that people watch with their families on a day to day. Like you remember some movies as a child, but you have the most memories watching just shows with like your siblings and your families. Like next episode, next episode, waiting for that week. Like that's that's my dream. Okay. So what's your what's your biggest thing you've been on so far? The biggest thing I've been on would probably be a music video. Oh, okay. <laughs> so far, I did a music video with like Wiz Khalifa and I did one with um who else was in it? Oh, Kendrick Lamar. I did one with them. Was you the lead was or you were just stars. like a feeling girl? I was in the background for those oh, okay. ones. So you yeah. haven't done a lead yet? No, not a lead. Well, I didn't lead commercials. But not like. How old are you? I'm 26. Yeah, because you look very young. I know it's giving 19. It's always giving 19, but it's actually 26. Yeah, you got like the chubby cheeks and all what. Now you look kind of like a little kid. Almost. I know they used to call it baby fat, but it's still there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I remember baby fat, but that's another story. Um, right. Okay. Um, so, what do you think? What do you think you're? What do you think is holding you up from being that breakout star? Honestly, I'll put it like this. When I first came to LA, I joined, I took my first acting class just to make friends. Mm -hmm. Also, I was very young and I had to learn how to make money Mm -hmm. and survive as a human being first. Mm -hmm. So upon doing those things, which I will 
proudly say I just bought myself out of debt as of last year. I actually have like this space to be creative. I find it's uh, really hard, especially for a lot of actors too, when you don't have money for your rent and you got to pick between rent and headshots and you're just like, you're not like really put together as a, as an adult person. Mm-hmm. You know, you come mm-hmm. out here, you think I'm just going to forget, like forget everything. I'm just going to buy headshots and this and that. I'm not going to worry about anything else. I'm going to get that role. But mm-hmm. honestly, like the weight of just not having life together, mm-hmm. it blocked, for me personally, it blocked creativity. And where are you coming from? Brownsville, Brooklyn. I was born in the projects. Oh, you're so you're from New York? Yes. And you don't have a New York accent. Why is that? Because I'm not upset. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. How long you been in California? Uh, eight years. Okay. What's the big difference between New York and California? Mm. I would say in California... It's definitely a lot of smoke and mirrors here. Mm. So everyone's constantly, you know, but it's Hollywood. You know, everyone's trying to make everything bigger than what it is. Find the glamour of things, you know? Mm-hmm. In New York, it's cut to the chase. You got 8 million people on the island. You're trying to get where you got to go. You're going to say what you got to say. You're going to mean what you say. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the big difference is that, like, here, everything is just like, oh, I'm going to beat around the bush. In New York is very straightforward. We don't have bushes. Okay. Well, no bushes. Okay, so um, let me ask you this. Um, what um, what do you think your problem is as far as your career? Like that's, that's a problem that you're causing for yourself. I think in the past it was honestly not just a lack of confidence, but like a lack of courage. I think people are always saying like, you need to be confident. You need to be confident. And like people, everyone has confidence. Mm-hmm. But it's like the courage to be confident in the moments where you need to be. And that took me a little bit of time to find in myself. But I will say this, as of December of last year, I put all that outside of myself. And over the past three months, I've been signed to two talent agencies. I got new headshots. I started taking dance classes, just like having the courage to put yourself out there. Like you can be confident in anything you do, but like the courage to take that first step is what I was really lacking. You didn't, did you holler at Layla? At Layla? The one that just lady that just left. No, I took her photo though. Yeah, you know she's an international has an international talent agency. I had no idea. Yeah, she own yeah. So it's in, it's on Hollywood Boulevard, but yeah, she hires actors and actresses and stuff like that. Send them all over the world. Well, hopefully. So next she time you need to hit her I up. Took. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this: um, You came out here by yourself. I did. Now, what what made you? Have enough balls to come out here by yourself with no family, no, you know, no bodyguard, no nothing. Or did you come out here chasing a man? Not even, not, oh, definitely never chasing no man, coins only. So you're not but, into men? <laughs> huh? You're not into men? I'm into men, I got a man. Okay. But I ain't chasing nothing. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I would say this. Um, when I was 17, uh-huh. I read an article and it outlined that, like, Wherever you start your life, generally at 18, you're most likely going to spend the next 10 years of your life there. Mm -hmm. And I looked around at everybody's life. I looked at my mother's life. I looked at my brother's life. I looked at the lives that my sisters were starting. And there was nobody whose life around me that I wanted. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to live that life. And yet I saw my sisters following in the same footsteps as their mothers and my mother as her mother before her. And just the environment and what it bred, I didn't want it. But when I was 16, I had visited L.A. once and I absolutely loved it. And I was just like, if I I felt in me that if I stay here, 
then my win. life is going to be exactly like everyone else's. And, and it's just not what I wanted. And did you meet your dude here? Or he's from I New did. York? I did meet him here. Okay. And how long y'all been together? Uh, Five, almost six years. Okay. So he's okay with you doing all this acting stuff and doing all these late night calls Absolutely. and whatever? Absolutely. He a musician. He, he fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. We have very similar vibes. Okay. That's cool. Why y'all not married after five years? You know what? Because for the first four, I was crazy. Okay. <laughs> And what does that mean? As in, I was 20, 21, 22, 23. Oh, so I wasn't equipped was or fit to be anybody's anything. Okay. I had to grow up first. Okay. Um, and but we just moved in together, so we taking steps. Okay, so um, in your 21s and crazy time, did you bump your head in a few places out here? <sighs> More than a few. My dignity still somewhere out on the streets. Um <laughs> No, man, I just, I mean, you come out to L.A., what happens? You get in the club culture, you know, someone tells you where you buy your first little fake ID. I had one with a New Jersey little ID because them things look mad fake. Every time I see a New Jersey ID, I think it's fake. You know, I remember times I got so drunk, I fell down the stairs at One Oak. I was wearing a mini skirt with no panties on. That was a horrible day. Mm. So, you know, things happen, but you learn from them. So what was you, what, what do you think was the most stupidest thing you've done since you've been to L.A.? Ooh. Drugs. <laughs> yeah. At least you're being honest. What was the worst drug I you mean, ever did? I believe going to tell it. Coke? Um, Ketamine. What's that? Ketamine. It looks like Coke. It is not cocaine. Okay. Ketamine is like if Coke and Molly... Mm-hmm. Had a love child. Okay. I did it thinking, oh, yeah, I'm just at the party. I'm doing a little coke. I'm sitting in front of the fireplace looking at a purple flyer and people dancing it for an hour. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. And and how long did you get addicted to it? Oh, no. Oh, okay. No, not at all. Okay. So what what's the most happiest time in your life that you've had here so far? Ooh, the happiest time in my life that I've had here would probably have to be my 20th birthday. Oh, yeah. My 20th birthday. I made all my friends get together. First, they planned me a surprise party. I had no idea, but mm-hmm. I had things planned for the day anyway. Mm-hmm. So upon my arrival, I made everyone take an edible. And then we the next day after the party, obviously, and we all went to the California Science Center. Okay. It is my favorite thing to do is take edibles and go to museums. Oh, okay. But the California Science Center in particular has an aquatic petting zoo it is very fun to be high holding a sea cucumber okay that's interesting all right so you got the sea cucumber in your hand and you're high and all whatnot and you just had a lovely time connected (laughs) to the earth huh that California culture thing, that's out there mm-hmm. off of Figueroa, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. okay. Right with the Rose Garden yeah, 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 and the yeah, Museum yeah, yeah, of Natural yeah, History. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, see, yeah. we have like the big Museum of Natural History in New York, and I used to love going all the time. Okay. So like when I found out there was one here, I would go all the time. Like I just love museums. You know what's funny about that museum? It's like, it's in the worst part of LA, but it's Literally. like the, you know, because that's over like on Figueroa and Martin Luther King where all the holes and stuff be and all the shooting and whatnot. But they got like good museums over there. That's the thing that always gets me about downtown. It's like the way the poverty is spread out. It's not like a gradual spread. Like, you know, you driving down some streets, you slowly see it turn into poverty. Nah, that's not downtown LA. It's like a bubble of wealth, poverty, bubble of wealth. Yeah. 
poverty. It's all mixed it's in crazy together. Crazy how that happens. Even it's here, so drastic. even in Hollywood, you can go right down the corner, right there. There's a gang of homeless people mm-hmm. sleeping on the street, and then in down the street is million dollar houses. It's insane to me. Like it's so insane to me. It's so it's not like that in New York. Like you don't like when you walk in. Like when you like go to Manhattan, the projects, yeah. you're in a project. You're in a project. The project you know it's a project. You yeah. know that, but yeah. you're not gonna see mad homeless people on the street, which is crazy because we have a bigger population in New York. I'm like I don't understand what they doing out here with that. Mm, it don't make no sense. Hoarding the money. Um, so what was the most traumatic time in your life? The most traumatic time in my life was probably December to March of like 2019, 2020. I like literally got kicked out of my apartment. Why? Well, I left an apartment. I moved in with my friend. Then my friend had a sugar daddy, but he was also paying the rent for her rent. Uh-huh. And because I was staying with her, he couldn't sleep with her anytime he wanted to. So he made up a lie that I stole his Rolex and had her put me out, uh-huh. which is fine because, you know, that's their own thing. But then I literally ended up losing my job the following week due to some personal reasons. Mm-hmm. And then I had no money and no place to live for a good three months. My dad tried to get me to move home. I absolutely refused. I was like, you know what? No, I got like, I had like $300 to my name to find a new job in a new place. And I somehow, by the grace of God, pulled that together. But that was a very like dark time in my life. I was so like, I don't know what's happening. You didn't have to hoe or nothing to get your, you know, get get a place to sleep or anything like no, that? No, not at all. Honestly, I had, you know, at that point in my life, I had left that part behind me. And I was just like, I'm really not trying to go back to that party LA life. Like I did some of that. I did that. You did what? I did all the LA hoeing, sugar baby, going out to dinner, taking this okay. money. I we every every I feel like every LA girl you get into club life long enough, like you're gonna get into a little bit of that or at least be presented to you. When My you, friends when, was all doing it. When so. you were when you, when you were into that, how did that make you feel? Because you, did, what kind of family life did you come from? Oof, oof, oof. My family. My family was wild. My family my I wouldn't put it like this. My father got six kids, five baby mothers. My mother got four kids and three baby fathers. Okay. So it was never really anything that was like super like family tied down. Everybody was cheating on everybody. Everybody was doing everything. So like from my family life, I didn't really have like a very strong like, okay, I want to be in this relationship. I had no intention on being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I, when I turned 18, I was like, I'm never going to be in a relationship. Like mm-hmm. that makes no sense because from what I saw... It was just you just leaving yourself open to abuse, basically, when you love people too much. So, what is your what is what number kid are you? Oh, I am my mother's first and my father's fourth. Okay, so you being your father's fourth and your mother's first, where do you do you feel that you were neglected somewhere along the line? I mean, I was definitely neglected, but not due to like the number or kids placement, just due to just lack of education and lack of tools that my parents were even provided. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like people are just told like, Oh, it's okay. Like you can have babies get on government assistance. I still remember have memories of just like, like social workers coming to the home, trying to make sure that there's no presence of a man to make sure that the, my mother could get, keep her social security. Mm-hmm. Cause if you have a boyfriend or something, they will be like, Oh, you have a man. So why, why are you getting like all these benefits? It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. So I would say just like those kinds of those kinds of memories of just like, you know, how people are incentivized to not be together when you're poor and different things are just a big part of the reason why I just. Yeah. Do you ever think about having kids? I do. I actually do want kids. Surprisingly, like, no, no, let's take the S off a kid. 
So, a kid, just the one. So let's, so with you coming from, um, quote unquote, dysfunctional childhood, how are you, how would you be better if you don't have the tools to be a mother from your own parents? Well, I would say this. One thing that I can definitely say about myself that I don't think was just as prevalent back in the day is just Mm self-awareness. And like in my generation, everyone's so aware of like themselves, their trauma, how they affect people that like in my personal life, I don't carry myself anywhere close to how my parents carry themselves. Mm -hmm. And I have the choice every day to be what I wish that I had. Mm -hmm. So I think with that in mind, I kind of do have a lot of the tools because I know what definitely don't work, doesn't work and what I definitely would want to implement. For others be hated. We keep it free. Caliente Girls. Dash Radio. Los Angeles, California. 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 Come on, come on. We can't go away. Understanding that people have towards one another. One another. It's just like there's so many different cultures, different backgrounds. Like I was watching a show called Parent Test, which was just explaining how parenting influences child's behavior, and it gave me a whole different outlook on why people even carry themselves the way they carry themselves. Mm-hmm. I really feel like if 
not even for the sake of agreement, but if people really took the time out to open up their perspective and just show a bit more understanding mm-hmm. for one another, then things could go so much smoother. Everyone's always trying to fight each other. And I'm just like, look, we should be fighting the government. The taxes is too high. <laughs> yeah. Facts. So how were you, were you, how are you able to keep this five-year relationship when you're so used to being scattered? Because it doesn't seem like you're used to stability. Well, stability is what I've always wanted. So okay. when I start doing things that remind me too much of my childhood, I figure I'm doing something wrong. Mm. Also, me and my boyfriend, we talk a lot about like just the way we were raised, the way I was raised, what's mm-hmm. normal to me, what's normal to him. And I think through that, as even with my friends, we talk like that about our childhood. Mm-hmm. It's definitely given me a lot more perspective. And with that perspective, it's kind of changed my viewpoint. So I'm, a- I'm able to be like, okay, so these are definitely the things that lead to sus- st- stability. I'm like, what is it that you need for me to stay comfortable and to want to stay? He's telling me the same things. And then we figure out like, okay, is, is this something that's within me, something that I genuinely want to do? Because I'm like, what I'm not going to do is change my whole personality for you. That's mm-hmm. just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some level of compromise. But just keeping that communication open and just keeping my mind open and my heart open to change in different perspectives and different outlooks, I think that that is what has really created the groundworks for stability, not just in my relationship, but in my, my entire life. So what makes, what you said something that you was a stone cold bitch. What does that mean? Oh man. So, all right. My boyfriend always cracks jokes because he is a musician. He is an emotional, emotional person. I am not. He's crying at the theater. I'm Mm -hmm. watching him cry at the theater. Mm -hmm. If somebody's crying next to him, he might have to shed a tear. He just Mm -hmm. might have to. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't need, I don't care. Like, we watch a little, we saw, like, one of those, um, what's those, uh, PETA commercials, you mm-hmm. know, with the little crying animals. They just showed one really sad dog. It just broke his heart. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, that's sad. Do you think he's, that's do you think sad. you're emotionally shut off? No. I feel things. It just may not always come out on my face. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a bit more... Internalizing? Yes, and also physical in my, like displays like I'm not the type of person that like like his mother he's always just like oh my god baby I love you this and that Mm -hmm. I'm not always gonna do all that Mm -hmm. I'll make you a sandwich Mm -hmm. for breakfast Mm -hmm. by the time you wake up you got breakfast that is me saying I I love love you you." okay if I'm sad or I'm upset I'm just gonna get quiet because I'm just like I need some time to think and internalize but I'm just more of like a show by action person and this is a product of your upbringing I think so yes because your mother, did your mother was a I love you type of you person? You know what? My mother actually was at a point. At a point. She got into a very toxic relationship that really, really just ruined her state. But when, in my early years, yeah, she actually was a lot like that. She was the, a lot like that. The toxic relationship that you saw her go through, were you in with you? Were you around her when that was going on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He lived in the home. Oh, I remember. And how, and how did that affect you? Oh, I would say it definitely made me very independent. Mm -hmm. I realized that, like, while they're going through all of this, 
no one's paying attention to me. Mm -hmm. So it gave me a lot of time to really have to decide, okay, like, are you just going to continue with this or are you going to start sharpening your mental and preparing yourself for what you got to do? And it made me, it made me a self-starter. It made me very independent. It made me an independent learner and just very capable, but it also made me a bit closed off. I think it wasn't until my, like my first or second year in acting class that I actually became comfortable crying mm-hmm. in general. For acting purposes. Yeah, but you, you know, that carried off into my life, really. Mm. It carried over into the rest of my life. Like, I actually cried more, and I was just like, okay, like, this is okay. Like, you're not being dramatic. You're not being too much. Like, it's fine. Like, you can cry, and nobody's going to give you something to cry for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was the old school thing. Like, you were crying, I'll give you it's something, something to cry for. for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Did you ever get whooped by the, 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 the stepfather? No. But my mother beat me black and blue. Your, your mother? Beat me black and blue. Why? Because her mother beat her black and blue. Okay. <laughs> so it was like, you felt, did you Passed ever feel abused? I mean, I I think at some level, every child that gets their ass whooped is going to feel abused. Well, there's abuse, there's, there's abuse, there's, there's an ass whooping. So yes, what's the- but there's a thing. Here's the thing. There's some ass whoopings that like, yes, it does come from like, okay. Okay, for some weird reason, people think that it's going to teach you something, mm-hmm. like, for the, for certain sakes. Mm-hmm. But then there are other times where you get in your ass beat because you embarrass your mother. Or because she's frustrated. Yeah, or just because someone's angry. That's you taking out anger on, on a child that, like, literally is under your care. Like, mm-hmm. that is abuse, no matter how you want to paint it. And yes, I know you still love your child, and there's still love there. Just because you're being abused doesn't mean there's not love there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, on a certain level, yes, definitely. It was definitely abuse. I talked about it with my therapist. Did did you have you forgiven your mother? Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, yeah, we had me, my sister, and her. We all had to sit down and really talk about it because we didn't talk. I didn't. I, there was a period where I didn't talk to my mother for like what, three, four years. Mm. It was just because like, I was just like, I'm just you're not. We're not hearing each other. When I moved to LA, she told me I was moving to the devil city. I was never gonna make it. Like all this terrible stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just took a minute. I was just like, look, the judgments that you placed upon me as a child, just because of your own life, all of those things, like it really affected me, affected how I saw myself. I had to retrain my brain to have a much better, lighter and more positive view of myself so I can even begin to carry myself in the world. Mm -hmm. So in all of that, I had to sit down and talk to her because at the end of the day, like you get one mother and I don't want to spend my life and my time harboring all of that negative energy that really just doesn't serve me. Mm-hmm. You know, it really hurts you. Like forgiveness I had to learn is for me. So I, I took the time to actually sit down and talk with her and talk to her about everything that we went through. And it was actually really healing. So you're actually on the way to building a better relationship. So there's thousands and thousands of girls listening to this right now all over the world and maybe there's a girl going through the same situation that you went through as a child what would you tell them to have some enlightenment or some encouragement to that things will be better i would say take the time to really get to know yourself Write down the things that you like about yourself. Write down the things you don't like about yourself. Try new things on a daily basis and give yourself the opportunity to become the person you want to be. Block out the noise. Mm -hmm. Who do you wish was alive that is no longer on this earth that you loved very much? 
Oh, you almost made me cry. I would say my bestest friend, Karina, she died last year. We How had she? A cat. Hmm. Yeah, she was 23. How she, she died? Um, so she had some like reproductive issues where mm-hmm. she was bleeding a lot, but she also was schizophrenic, which we didn't know. She was kind of just coming into her schizophrenia, so she was drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, she ended up bleeding out internally because she was like sent back to the hospital. No one knew her blood was just too thin. Mm-hmm. And like with the bleeding that she already had, it just like she bled out internally in her sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was last year? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And you went to the funeral in the whole nine yards or... No, her parents actually held the funeral out in um, Portland, Oregon, and it was family only because mm. it was very like religious Russian family. Mm. So it was very family only, but we did hold a very nice like wake and ceremony yeah. memorial here for her. So, do you feel that you? I'm ha- actually wearing a purse today that she gave me because I oh. feel it gives me good luck. Did you? Do you feel like there was closure with that? Um. Or she died too soon. I feel like just with me knowing the state of her life mm-hmm. and all the weight and pressure that was on her and just her disadvantage, I I can't say that she was gone too soon. I wish it didn't have to be that soon. Mm-hmm. I wish it didn't have to be that way. But I do think that um, it brought a lot of peace for her spirit. When, she, when, when people die that you know, it makes you reflect on your own life. Has there ever been a time that you almost died and you say, I got to get myself together? I would say it was a time I thought I almost died Mm -hmm. because I was on drugs. Mm -hmm. But it was really me having a panic attack Mm -hmm. and I thought I was dying. Mm -hmm. And that's when I got off drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Panic attack can make you feel like you're on drugs. Exactly. Because you feel like you're having a heart attack. Exactly. I thought I was dying. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was just like, you know who had this party life ain't for me. It almost, almost killed me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, luckily you learned early before it was too late. Yeah. Um, Very grateful for that. So what do you have coming up next? Like... Any events, anything, any acting gig? Or well, any, any, I was actually in a web series uh, called Vixens, okay. and I played a stripper named Diamond. Okay. And you get to see my little pole debut okay. in a few months. Okay. And what's that going to be on? Uh, I'm honestly not sure yet. They have the Instagram page up, and I think they're shopping around to see if they can get it on um, on Peacock or like Urban... I think Urban TV. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're still shopping around right now, but I think they're going to have the premiere very soon. I think they're going to hold it. Where did they say they're going to hold it? I think they're going to hold it at the Chinese Theater soon, like three, four months. Okay, that's cool. Vixens. Mm-hmm. On the Vixens Web Series. Vixens Web Series. Where can we watch the web series now? Uh, it's not out yet. It's oh, unreleased. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, you make sure you come back and tell us when that's coming out so that we can look for that. I most definitely will. And what's your Instagram? Tajne Bonds. That's it. It's just my first and last name because my old Instagram got deleted and I didn't feel like being creative with a new name. Oh, yeah. So it's Tajne. Yes. So T-A-Z-H-A-N-A-E-B-O-N-D-S. Okay. Tajne Bonds. Well, you heard it here first. She's um going to be in that little web series called um, Strippers? No. Vixens. Vixens. Same difference. Um, <laughs> and um, 
you a rapper or singer or something too, or you just do the acting? Uh, just acting. Um, I mean, I, I, you can find me singing Monday nights at third base, nine thirty p.m. karaoke nights. Oh, you sing every a little week, bit, huh? For karaoke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> give, give us a little. Give us a couple bars. Oh, let's see. Mm, I don't know what to sing though. What we just put do? whatever songs in your karaoke head. Just put the music on in your head and sing. Let's something. see. What are we gonna do? I suddenly don't know the lyrics to any songs. Okay. We'll just make it up. Let me hear a tune. Mary had a little lamb, something like that. Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb. Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was white as snow. All right, that's cool. You, you, that's cool. You, you can do some background singing. You somewhere. know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm not Beyonce. I'm a show, bitch. Okay, okay. That's cool. You know, you're one of the destinies. Uh, you're like Michelle or something like that. You know what I'm yeah. All right. That's cool. Are you always so bubbly? Yes. No. That's why I had to stop drinking coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah. It also gave me a panic attack. So yeah. I was like, no more coffee. Anything well, that gives most, me a panic most, attack gets tossed Most out. artists, especially actresses, they have a, a second. It's either they're very high or they're very low. Do you, Are you bipolar? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because people that are so high usually go down very low. So what happens when you get low? Ooh, oh, I get aggressive. Yeah. I get a little bit aggressive and quiet. I sleep a lot. Um, yeah, but you know what, though? You know what, though? I've been taking all of my super mushrooms, and it's really helped balance out my neurochemistry, and I haven't had any, like, extreme, like, mood swings yeah, yeah. in, like, a little over a year. It's just, like, basic little, like, I'm, I can be a little moody throughout the day, but it's not, like, the extremes that I used to be, but that's because I took out ca- caffeine out of my diet. I'm mm. a pescatarian, and I started taking um, just a, nootropics every day. What's this pes- a pescatarian? pescatarian? Oh, it's a vegetarian that eats seafood. Okay. Yes. And, yeah, I just, like, really got on, like, my health and my neurochemistry and just doing everything that I can to keep my ba- my hormones and everything balanced within my body because, honestly, I really find that, like, when I'm healthy and I'm working out mm-hmm. and like taking care of myself, I don't really have that as much. Okay. And even, even doing like, even doing the menstrual time, you don't be going through like those. You see, it would be a lot loads. worse, but like, since I increased like my workouts and everything, yeah. it, like it really helps balance me out. Like, where I would get, like, really physically tense, like, after a workout, it's like my body's already, like, been tense. It's relaxed and, like, it doesn't affect me as much. Because uh-huh. those things kind of settle in your physical. Uh-huh. And then you're feeling like, I don't understand why I feel this way. Why I just don't feel right. And then that sets into your mental. And then you end up, like, with these really, like, crazy swings, at least for me. Mm-hmm. So, like, with me taking care of my body, doing my stretches and doing my breathing exercise and different things, it doesn't really have a chance to set in as deeply. Well, like you said, this is the new generation where everybody's so in tune with their Mm -hmm. stuff. We didn't have this in the 60s and the 70s. But, you know, you got the Oprah's. Well, but she's gone. But, you know, you learn from all the talk shows and all the the, the Instagrams and what's the, uh, the YouTubes. You can find out a lot about yourself just by looking at all that stuff and figuring it out on your own without having to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to a doctor and be on all these psychotropic meds that don't do nothing. Literally. Yeah, Yeah, no, I don't mess with any of those. Okay. (laughs) Well, um, y'all heard her here first. Go get those, um, them mushrooms and get your levels right. 
Um, hey, we're here, Caliente Show Dash Radio. We're getting ready to listen to this new song. And um, yeah, you heard it here first. We're out of here. I close line everything I do. Chase it down, stomach everything I'm blue. I don't know why I operate this way. Chase it down, down, such a sour taste. I can't explain myself enough to you I can't explain it all to you Chase it down, down, such a sour taste Chase it down, down to a cold, dark place These days I keep on wondering I don't want the silver lining I want what you've got Such a shame when you feel subdued Out for the count, so dark blue Every thought coming out audibly I can't explain myself enough to you I can't explain it all to you Chase it down, down, such a sour taste Chase it down, down to a cold, dark place These days I keep on wondering Swing that my way Won't you tell me you'll stay Then I'll never have to go away Done with 
kicked all these hoes I can't take none of them home Ain't no wifeies at the club Tell them demons leave me alone Cause I've been hoping and searching Look for something new You know this feeling, I love it And it's because of you I know you feel it, you with it So baby, go round two I'm trying to orbit your planet I'm trying to revolve around you Had to let you know, yeah No games on no show Million other girls, but I had to let you know Oh, loving all your features, that's my mama Sita Really nice to meet you, can you tell me how to keep you? You are listening to the Galente Girls.